When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian and broadcaster Matt Adlington. Hello. Hi, how are you? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Yeah? I'm a, I'm a, I, I nearly changed my mind several times on the way to this gig about who my dicks were going to be. Really? Yeah, the guy driving a red Corsa, uh, <laughs> the guy driving the bus. I'm amazed that everyone's not bus drivers and taxi drivers on this podcast. Yeah. Everyone must get the train here. It's true. Yeah, we, we haven't had that many. I, I no. just driving through London is insanely stressful. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, when I met you, so um, so a little backstory. I met Matt outside, and we were really struggling to find a space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I thought on a Sunday, it's a Sunday, by the way, while we're recording. Uh, on a Sunday, it should be fine. It should be. It's definitely not around here, no. <laughs> no it's not. Uh, Matt, let's dive in. Who's going to be your first person? Okay, so the first person that I've gone for is someone that I hated before I even knew their name. Wow. Before I even knew them, I thought, I, I just knew I would never want to be stuck with them for any length of time whatsoever. Okay. okay, I'll tell you how it happened. Basically, I was in Australia, I was in Melbourne, and I was crossing the road, and the roads are quite wide in Melbourne, some of them, and uh, I thought, I've got, I saw a car coming, but I've got plenty of time, and as I got halfway across the road, this car sped up, and I, I noticed at that point it was a Bentley, so already a dick, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and it honked his horn really, really loudly. So I, you know, being from Essex in Australia, I thought, I need to, I've got a reputation to maintain here I called him a wanker and I was about to move on with my day uh, it was then that my friend told me that hey that's Paul Hollywood no way right, I had no idea who Paul Hollywood was <laughs> at this time okay I hadn't seen any of the programming it was probably about 2012 2013 uh, so then I googled him and I just hated him even more <laughs> Just yeah. hey, as soon as soon as I as soon as I started to look into first of all he must have picked that name Right, yes. I'm, I'm not having it that his name was Hollywood and he happened to go on TV. Okay, yeah, right? yeah. He, he, at some point, him or someone in his family has decided that we're going to be famous and the way we're going to do it is we're going to call ourselves Hollywood. Okay, right, yes. Right, okay. Um, and then uh, he's famous for making bread. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's obviously making bread because he was driving a Bentley. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah he's he making, is nice. He's yeah, making no. bread, he's driving a Bentley. But how, how do you make that much money? From from dry no, bread. It's true. There, there must be some underhanded. I, I also noticed that he's also. He's, I, I found that I've just. I got into a wormhole of Paul Hollywood, and he's just. I haven't even got onto watching him yet. Right. <laughs> I found out he is. He's, he's made the most. The world's most expensive bread. <laughs> Why? What does that involve? Well, I. I 
not even nice tasting. This is the thing. He hasn't gone after flavour. He hasn't gone after nice looking. No, he set out to make the world's most expensive bread because he's Paul Hollywood and everything about him has to be Hollywood. Right, okay. James, me and you can make the world's most expensive bread. (laughs) We could just make a loaf of bread and go to 10 grand that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not difficult to do. (laughs) No. (laughs) But that's one of the first things on his Wikipedia page. But what's what's it like? Does it have diamonds in it? I know know that's cliche, but like what, what makes it so expensive? From what I could do... Baking is such a precise um, way of cooking anyway, right? I'm sure he'd tell us that. Mm. Everything has to be just right. So if you're going to make bread, the ingredients to make bread are the same, whether it's one type of bread or another. It's true, yeah. So it must just be the value you put on it. (laughs) So it just makes us love bread and be like, 10 grand. 10 grand bread. (laughs) Okay. World's most expensive bread. Thanks very much, Paul Hollywood. Good night. Going home. What a dick. <laughs> I love that. So you, when I heard you pick Paul Hollywood, I was like, okay, great. I want to hear why. I didn't realise it was going to be so personal. No. Well, this is what I mean. You don't even have to... I didn't even know who the guy was and I hated him. So he... he I'll tell you how much of a prick he is. You can tell how much of a prick. Am I? You can say, a, I can say prick. He's a prick. He's definitely a prick. Because when he went, when the Bake Off went from BBC to Channel 4, even Mary Berry went, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, she did. No one followed him. He was the only one. <laughs> I think he's just an absolute dick. Oh, yeah, he is the only one that went. You're right. I don't watch it, but I know that they changed everyone else. And, and yeah, and they couldn't get Mel or Sue to go across with him. It was just... Because they stuck to their guns and he just went where the money was. Well, they just went... I just think they were glad to be rid of him, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. We're going to Channel 4. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Is Paul coming? Yeah. I, do you know what? I think I'll I'll do nothing instead of going to Channel 4. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't seen Mel on anything since. No, or Mary Berry. I don't even know if she's making cakes. I think she might have put him off baking for life. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Do you, um, so silly question, do you watch it? I, I do, yeah. Do you? Yeah, well, I started when it went to Channel 4. Okay. Because the missus quite likes it. Mm. So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's girlfriend-friendly viewing TV, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, um, so, so how do you feel, though, when you watch it? Every time he comes on, it's just his smug little face. Honestly, we paused it once to make a cup of tea, and it was just him grinning, and I loathed him. <laughs> The entire time, I loathed him. His blue eyes, I don't know. Yeah, okay. He does have very piercing blue eyes. I don't trust them. No, okay. They look like the eyes of a wolf. (laughs) They do. And you shouldn't leave a wolf around food. I don't know. (laughs) I don't. He's the day I also don't like his handshake. Ah, so he's had. He's obviously thought to himself, "I am hated by many. Mm. I need to find some way of ingratiating myself to other people." And the best he could come up with was a handshake, a Hollywood handshake. He, whoa, uh. don't, just don't call it that. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Though? Yeah, but he called it that. Okay, he's called it that. No one else has gone all the Hollywood handshake. He's given it a name. Did he just make that up? He must have done. Okay, yes. He must have done. Because it's just the alliteration and everything. It's so it's so precise. It's so thought out. Just to, And then, okay, so this is his way of making people like him. Mm. He then rations them out. To the point where it's made news recently because he shook three people's hand on a Bake Off show. And that is apparently him being too nice. Why? I, I just, he's purposely being a dick. And I, I hate him and I hate everything he stands for. You seem to know a lot about him, though. <laughs> it's like... It, well... <laughs> Is it like when you've got a scab and you just can't stop picking at it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those kind yeah, of things. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, it's just, if, if he's going to put himself on my TV and I'm going to be forced to watch it because it's, you know, 
partner watching friendly TV mm. I kind of felt like I had to have more of a reason to hate him than he was rich okay. I, I'm not rich and obviously that that's another reason why I hate him but <laughs> yeah. it felt like it needed to be more yeah okay but the fact that he almost ran you over what's he doing with a Bentley in Australia what is exactly what's he doing with a Bentley for, like Mr Kipling he makes exceedingly good cakes I bet he's rocking around the Robin Reliant I don't know <laughs> How how making bread has afforded him a Bentley? Uh, it's not as if he's, he, he'd hired a Kia and they got there and they were like, oh, there's no Kias left. All we've got is this Bentley. He chose that Bentley, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I imagine he had a, a, a personalised number plate as well, but uh, before I could look at it, he'd scone. No? Okay, fine. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a little little baking pun there. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> you lost on me. No, mate, it was, they got the reaction it deserved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Paul Hollywood's going to be your first choice. Any more on Paul Hollywood before we put him on the island? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. So who's going to be your second choice? Okay, uh, well, my second choice is uh, someone that might get me into a little trouble. Uh, it's going to be my uh, girlfriend's uncle. Oh, it's yeah. close to home. Yeah, a bit close to home. It's very okay. specific as well. Girlfriend's uncle. Okay. Is there a chance he might hear this? Um, let's find out. Let's find out, right? If, I, if you never hear from me again, then yes, he listens. Girlfriend's uncle. Okay, hit me. Right, okay. So what you should know about this is that the reason I, I imagine being stuck on a desert island with this man, okay, okay, that's the whole point of the show. And because I haven't got a problem with him per se, but being stuck with him would just drive me absolutely wild, right? All right, because, and I'll tell you the reason why. Uh, a few weeks ago, I, I'm from South End on Sea, right, in Essex, mm-hmm. quite nice at night, and whatever. Me and my girlfriend went for a walk uh, along the beach, really nice, uh, really nice sunset, and we took a picture as you do, and we stuck it on Facebook, right. Uh, and then within minutes, uh, my girlfriend's uncle had posted a comment saying, oh, lovely place for a proposal. <sighs> now, again, probably as a point, it probably would be quite a nice place. Me and my girlfriend have done quite a lot of travelling in our time. Uh, we have seen the sunset on Filipino Beach. We've climbed active volcanoes. We've jumped out of planes. We've deep sea dived with dolphins. Wow. We, yeah, we, we've done a lot. Yeah, right? yeah. What it was about South End on Sea Beach that he thought was so romantic <laughs> yeah. that I should propose, you know, with yeah. a bag of chips in my hand maybe or something like that. Yeah. I, I really don't know. I'd done all that travelling to avoid proposing. That was yeah. the idea. I'd invested my time travelling the world to avoid having the commitment of marriage. <laughs> and it, but it's... It, it, it wasn't just that comment. It's every time I see the man. What does he, what does he say when he's going to do it? It's, it's, yeah, every every family barbecue, every birthday party, every get-together. It's not, hi, Matt, how you doing? It's, all right, you married yet? When's that happening? And oh. it, I, he's got no other conversation. And I don't know how many times in front of my girlfriend's family that I can bat that conversation off in a nice way. We're just not ready yet. We're not, you know, oh, time's not quite and right. You have to explain just why. There's no reason, but you have to explain it. Absolutely every time. I just. Why is he so invested in your future marriage? I have no idea. I, I, I've met, maybe met the man about eight times in my life, and it's, it's, it's every time I've seen him. Oh. And I, I just, I don't know where it ends, because say we do get married, what's next? It's, surely it's going to be babies. Oh, God. I just, I just I don't know where it's going to It's going to be relentless, yeah. 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 Um... Okay. I mean, maybe, I'm just putting this out there, maybe he hasn't got any other chat. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm starting to wonder, yeah. Whether, whether or not, just go, oh yeah, it's next week, and then he, that's oh, it, he, oh. he never speaks again. Well, what, have you got in, what have you got engaged and he wasn't invited? Well. <laughs> that would be a meltdown there. <laughs> that, that's not a bad idea, actually. We should, just, we should just elope and go and get married and not tell him. Well, oh, just, yeah. It happened three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or just hold back his invite. Send everyone their invites and just wait two weeks. And be like, oh, oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, oh, why did it take so long to arrive? He'd be going just, mad. You never, you never seemed like you were that interested, Matt. I didn't think to invite you. I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go for dunk. As if, like, so I'm guessing you put all the pictures up of these travels on Facebook and stuff, and he would have seen these things. Yeah, he knows about it. He comes to the leaving party. <laughs> did he? He comes to the leaving party. Yeah, he asks us then, are you going travelling? You're not getting married then? I was like, no, mate, no. <laughs> Have a day off. Okay, so you've only met him a few times. Mm, interesting. Where does he live? He's, he's he's local. Is he local? He's, so... he's local to us, yeah. Okay. But he's got to the point where we kind of avoid going to family barbecues and things like that where we know he's going to be just because... <laughs> like, my girlfriend's the same. Like, he's, he's no big secret. Well, we've obviously talked about the whole marriage thing. Yeah. We know it's not happening just yet. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know whether he's trying to do it just to maybe put pressure on me or catch me out or whether it's like a power move. Oh, okay. Power play. Yeah. So he puts you on the back foot and then he's dominating the whole conversation, right? He's yeah, like, oh, look at me. I'm wondering. That could be a thing. But it winds my girlfriend girlfriend up as well maybe you need to pick something of his that he kind of needs to get around to doing i don't know anything about him okay yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't even know if he's married okay he's an yeah. uncle I've, I there could be an auntie i'm not sure no, okay. i don't know then we get introduced okay all right girlfriend uncle yeah interesting why is he so invested maybe he just loves a wedding it could be, yeah. People do like a wedding. Maybe, yeah. That, I hadn't thought of that. Is she next in line, I guess? Or is, is everyone else, do you know what I mean? Is she the next in the family to get married? Or? Uh, yeah, both her brothers are engaged. He's uh, putting okay. a lot of pressure right. on okay. her. Yeah. to the point where yeah. her dad's a jeweller as well. <laughs> you could get a great deal on her. Stone, because well, you know, it, it, it could go one way. I haven't never looked into it, right? But it's one way or the other. Either I'm going to get a great deal, uh, or he's going to know exactly how much I'm spending on a wedding ring, and it's never quite good enough for his daughter. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely go somewhere else. Yeah, but what, either way, if you do go somewhere else. He's going to look at it and he's going to go, nah. Exactly, he's going to critique it, isn't he? He's, he's, nothing's going to be good enough, so it's just best to avoid the whole situation. Yeah. I'll never meet her family again and we'll just live happily. Just move. Yeah, just move. Move somewhere else. That's it. I might just move to London because then they could never park to come and visit yeah. us. It'd be great. That's, That's a good way of doing it. Okay, girlfriend's uncle is going to be a second choice. That's great. <laughs> and uh, who's going to be your third? Okay, the third person was quite difficult. Okay. Um, I really had to sort of think about... Because hating people, I, I took it. I took it as hating people mm. rather than being a dick. So okay. I, I thought, okay, who is going to be the worst person to to live on a desert island with? And mm. I, I settled on someone that would be the least helpful. Okay. And in my mind, that person is Neil Buchanan. Neil Buchanan. Yeah, you remember Neil Buchanan? Yeah, yeah? I remember Neil Buchanan. Art attack. Yeah, this yeah. is an art attack. That's this an is an art attack. This is art attack. Exactly right. So I've just put myself. Imagine myself on that desert island, and I think I would be the kind of guy that would go off collecting firewood, scavenging for berries, you nice. know, whatever. You know, maybe try and build a raft. So as you're collecting all this firewood and bringing it back to camp and putting it down. Next time you go off and try and gather supplies, when you come back, I can only imagine Neil Buchanan has made that into a mosaic of a tiger. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. This is art attack. No, mate, that was meant to be our life raft. You're literally going to kill us. (laughs) That is is so good. You're just turning everything that you get into an art attack. That is amazing. I love that. I I can imagine the wreckage of the plane just all of a sudden looking like Buckingham Palace and just going, if there was any (laughs) hope of using any communication device off that plane, it is now gone because it is now part of the Union Jack. (laughs) That is so good. That is really good. Oh, my God. The only redeeming feature that I could think about for Neil Buchanan was that he must, 
He must have had a supply of PVA glue just <laughs> yeah. constantly on him because it was everything. Yeah, it was. It should, the, the show should have been called This Is PVA Glue. <laughs> it is. Everything was PVA glue. And then the parents are having to go out and buy PVA glue because of that programme. Like Every house had like a pot of PVA glue in it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, that was the thing, wasn't it? Everything in Art Attack had to be made out of household objects. Right, yes. So it was like sponges or bin liners and all that. Okay, stuff. yes. But then it was always PVA glue. Yeah, and it always, like, you'd use it once and it'd turn into this hard thing and then, like, a few weeks later you'd be like, oh, look, Mum, there's an art tone. She's like, you got that PVA glue and you open it out and it's just, like, this solid thing that you can't use. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, or the lid would always get stuck on because it would spill around the lid of the yes. lid and then it would get stuck. I, I wonder if I'm getting mixed up with school because I wonder if anyone's actually ever made an art attack. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Did, has everyone, anyone ever watched that programme and then gone away and made one? I don't think so. I don't think so. It would, it would astound me. Not only that, because when, when, especially when I was young, Younger, um, PVA, clue, PVA glue at school was delicious. <laughs> I used to eat it all the time Did when I was you? a toddler. Yeah, I mean, I was a bit of a okay. weird child, admittedly, but I used to eat the PVA glue. Did you? I used to get stuck on my fingers. I'd peel that off. Oh, that's quite. That was good. That was very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wasn't wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. To the point where I think that would be a good uh, tool for giving up smoking. Ah, just if you cut, you've got your hands. Think about it, if your hands are constantly covered in PVA glue, couldn't put a cigarette on it. No, you couldn't. But then you've got the satisfaction of peeling it all off. Yes, that is good. Nice. Okay, yeah. I'm into that. That is good. <laughs> Something to distract it. Uh, big question. Go on. Would he have the head with him from Art Attack? <laughs> I imagine so. He didn't go anywhere without that, did it? Wasn't there another TV program he did? It wasn't Art Attack, but they were, the head was still there. No, I'm sure I remember. Okay, that. Okay, that's good. I don't know. I don't remember that because I'd I'd forgotten all about the head right until like I started looking a bit into Neil Buchanan for coming on here. Yeah. And I found out something about the head that uh, I'd never known or never noticed before. Right. Apparently, if you look closely, they'd actually uh, his hair had been designed in such a way that it spelled out the word sex. No. So that, but they obviously done it backwards so that it worked when it was on camera. But yeah, apparently the whole time it just said some sort of like, uh, what do they call it? A subliminal message. It just said sex on his head. Sex next to it. What? Absolutely bizarre. Why did they do that? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe there was a comma missing from the name of the program. This is art, comma attack. There was some sort of okay, I don't know, yeah. some weird subliminal. I don't know. It was very, very strange. It's strange. Very strange. Okay. Do you know he was in a metal band as well? Or a rock band? Um, no. Neil Buchanan, Neil yeah. Buchanan was in a rock band. Neil Buchanan was and is now again in a rock band. Is he? Called Marseille, which doesn't sound very rocky. Like the place in France? Like the place in France, yeah. Marseille? Yeah, there's the, uh, apparently they were the first ever band to win Battle of the Bands. What? And the weirdest thing about it is, right, I looked him up, he doesn't alter his image at all. All he's done is taken off his art attack jumper and put on a black vest, and now all of a sudden he's meant to be some sort of serious rocker. Really? Yeah, absolutely. His guitar's made out of macaroni pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese strings. This is an art attack? It's a, it's a, uh, it's a cereal box with a few toilet roll tubes <laughs> yeah, coming out the it, end yeah. and bits of string. Yeah, yeah. that's it. All, all held together with PVA glue. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that he was, like, making art attacks and then going home and just playing some really hard metal to get over it. I know, nicest guy in the world on TV and then going home, just going, I can't take any more of this and just had to have some release. Amazing. Head Neil Buchanan just changed, turning everything into an heart attack. That would be frustrating. Uh, anything more, Neil Buchanan? Any other discoveries? Uh, 
I don't. I don't think so. I think that's, that's enough for me. Just okay. the fact that it, it would mean certain death if you were stuck on an island with Neil Buchanan. Yeah, okay. nothing would get done. Okay, Matt. Neil Buchanan's going to be your third choice. Now, mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they, and why are they so bad? Uh, okay, so I'm going to start off with the food. Okay, food first. Because we're about, what are we, about 20 minutes into this now? Uh, bang on. Bang on, 20 minutes, right. So I'm contractually obliged after tw- talking to someone for 20 minutes to tell them that I'm a vegan. <laughs> okay, okay well, nice. There's no... There's, that's the fresh old, <laughs> That's right? how it is, yeah. That is how it is, I right? think, I, think uh, I had a friend of yours on the podcast, Ashriff, I think it was almost exactly the same time code yeah. before he started to tell me about it. It's his. just something in the back of our brains <laughs> that it's normally suppressed with meat, but it's just, when you get to 20 minutes of meeting someone, you have to tell them. Okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, but uh, like Ash, I'm not going to go for meat. I know he didn't go for meat either, uh, but I'm going to go for corn. Corn. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Can you eat corn as a vegan? But this is the thing. Okay, so... So you're led to believe that corn is like this gateway meat substitute thing. Right, okay, yeah. But most of the time it's not vegan. Interesting. So a lot of the time it's got egg in it. Oh, okay. And it just doesn't taste very nice. It's just not very nice. People go on about corn like it's some sort of saviour for when you give up meat uh, and make the transition. But you just, you can't use it. You can't eat it. You can't have it. It's useless. Most of the time. There are vegan options out there, but the branded corn one is the thing I hate the most. Right, okay, yes. So, um, I've had corn. Yeah, what did you think? Not that nice. No? Did you have it simultaneously with me? No, 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 no. That's the worst thing you can do. What, with, have it with me? Well, so when I first met my girlfriend, she was already eating corn and I, was, I wasn't I was a vegan at the time, right? Um, were you vegetarian or were you just no, eating meat? No, I was a meat eater. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I just, after years of being with her, of going, you should go vegan, you should go vegan. I'm fine, if it means a peaceful life. No, that's not the real reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so she, we used to have like bolognese. So I'd have mm. a, a normal traditional bolognese and she'd have a corn bolognese. Okay. And I would be like, oh, it's not a proper meal if it's not got meat in it because I was young and stupid. Yeah. Uh, and but she would she would encourage me to try it. And if you have it one mouthful of normal beef bolognese and then one mouthful of corn, it's just like cardboard with tomato juice over it. It's yeah. not very nice yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, okay, not very nice at all. Um, but the, it's just it's just the way they advertise it as a meat substitute mm. is why I hate it so much. It's mm. not a good advert for corn. No meat. If you're trying to get new customers, presumably they are customers that eat meat. Yes. So they don't want a meat substitute. They want a broccoli substitute or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's no good. And the adverts for corn as well with that as a strap line are just terrible. Yes, okay, yeah. Like they've tried to sex them up a bit recently. They've tried to make them a little bit M&S. Yes, they have, yeah. But it's not quite working. Uh, a delicious and nutritious protein source. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. It's not exactly catchy. It's not da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it. It's yeah, not that, Exactly, no. No one's singing that walking down the high street. Um... The thing is, right, that always has gotten me with corn, is I'm thinking like, right, so recently I have um, I have made an effort to go vegetarian. I've actually kind of gone pescatarian because I can't really give up fish. I can't do it yet. Okay. I've, I've tried, but I can't. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm not judging you, don't worry. Okay. You uh, no, I, 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 I thought that in the, in the <laughs> eyes. I was, I was checking your eyes there. Um, but when you have corn, you kind of th- I'm kind of thinking, if I'm not eating meat... 
do I want to be eating something that, that is pretending to be me? Do you know, masquerading as like a meat substitute? Maybe I, uh, like I'm, I'm thinking I should just be bulking it out with like vegetables. Yeah, this, I think this splits the, the vegetarian vegan community because my girlfriend's one where she'll say, I don't want anything if it looks or tastes too much like meat. Right. Whereas I'm kind of the opposite. I go hunting out the stuff because I think because I got mm, used to it for so long. Okay, yes. So I kind of feel like I need that. It's the texture I miss more yeah, than anything. Right, yeah. How long have you been vegan? Uh, two and a half years. And you, that. were you a vegetarian before that? No, it went straight into it. Straight into vegan? Yeah, it's actually at five to midnight on New Year's Eve 2015, 16, whenever it was. Uh, I was shoveling KFC into my mouth five to midnight. <laughs> just gonna, I'm really going to miss this, but <laughs> truth is I don't. <laughs> you don't at no, all? No, I just, I just got energy now. Yeah, you've got energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. It doesn't drag you down. Yeah. No. Um, a friend of mine was going to America and he said that he so he was going to New York specifically and he said that they've got this amazing like uh, meat substitute where they've made a burger and it's like it's so meat like that it even kind of has like um, this is going to sound gross now know where you're like going the bloodiness yeah, to yeah, yeah, it yeah. right yeah. and um, you might have seen this and he said that he's going to try it I was like well as a vegetarian why would you seek that out I didn't quite understand at the time and and I was like because it's probably not going to taste anything like meat and he was like I haven't eaten meat in so long I can't remember what meat tastes like yeah, yeah, yeah. so if you tell me it tastes like meat if you told me this cauliflower tastes like meat I'd probably believe you because I haven't eaten meat in 15 years. Do you know what I mean? So that's the kind of the thing. The further you get from it, then... Yeah, it's really true. You do forget very quickly. But I think as well, just because a lot of the the way they sell food on TV, like we mentioned M&S adverts, they sex up food. Yeah, they do. So, so and, and, and the juice is flowing and all that yeah, sort of stuff. That's all that's part, part of it. part of the thing, So yes. I think they're just trying to capture... That. It's not just this over here now. Iceland, if, if I'm allowed to say, they, they've yeah, got their yeah. own brand of uh, vegan burger. It's just beetroot and it's kind of sweats beetroot colour, but obviously it looks like blood. It's very nice. Is it nice? Yeah, it's very nice. Okay. I don't mind a bit of blood. Not animal blood, obviously, but I, I, I like watching like UFC and fights and stuff, so blood is not a big turn off for me. That's Okay, fine. yeah, all right. Okay. So they can make it look juicy. And so you're really ser- ser- searching for these things. You're seeking it out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nice. And again, like, again with corn, it just doesn't do that. It's just granules of brown mush. No, yeah, of it course. It doesn't yeah. look very appetising at all. Yes, no, it's not good at all, yeah. Especially like they do these uh, like chicken fillet type thing. Mm. I put them in a curry once and you're kind of eating this, like the rest of the curry, fine, you know, I'm not bigging up my own cooking, but it was nice. Yeah. But the, then you bite into that and it's just like top to bottom, just solid like brown cardboardiness that you're just kind of wading through. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the one. Anything else on corn? Uh, I don't think so. No. I, did, I did come up with a better advert for it. Go on. So they were advertising corn as a meat substitute, right? Yeah. And they used to have Mo Farah doing the corn adverts. Yeah, they did, yeah. Right, it was about 2012, right? And again, meat substitute, terrible. I think the only way that works is if you get Mo Farah running up to camera, big bag of corn in his hand, right? Just finished a marathon, just breathless, just going... <sighs> Corn. Because at least you can be sure David Cameron never fucked it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Sold. Yeah. Sold. Right. As long as I know that no politician has, uh, has penetrated my food, I'll probably yeah, eat it. That's true. Yeah. That's, the, that's the big risk with me. That's one of the reasons why I was able to come away from it. One reason why it was easy to give up bacon. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, okay, corn's going to be your food, and what's going to be your drink choice? Uh, dandelion and burdock. 
Okay, Dandelion Birdhawk. Do you know it, first of I all? I know it, yeah, of course. Right, okay, because one of the reasons why I don't want to take it to a desert island with me is because I have not met anyone for a good few years now that has ever drank it, knows what it tastes like, and looks at me like I'm some mentalist whenever I bring it up. Really? It was my favourite drink growing up as a kid. Was it? My nan used to have one of those soda machines. Oh, that's so, cool. So that is to, good. Used to have it at home. Um, but you can you can really get it now, uh, and I, I do seek it out. Um, mm. But when I'm doing that, I'm asking people, do you sell dandelion and burdock in shops or I'm asking friends? And they just look at me like I'm crazy. And they go, what, like actual dandelions? And I was like, yes, this is an actual dandelion drink. <laughs> it's made from the root of a dandelion and a burdock. But I don't know what a burdock What's is. What's a burdock? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I imagine it's similar to a dandelion. It's some kind of root or something, it sounds like. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Because yeah. the taste of it is similar to a root beer. Yes. But I only had root beer for the first time recently. Mm. So up until then, I just had to describe it as it kind of tastes like Dr. Pepper that's gone a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. And then does. people go, well, what does Dr. Pepper taste like? I was like, I don't know. It tastes like Dr. Pepper. Mm. So having to describe what dandelion and burdock is to Paul Hollywood, Neil Buchanan and my uncle that won't stop going on about me getting married. Mm. <laughs> washing yeah. down a load of corn. Yeah. It's not a good I look. Just, I'd just rather it not be there, to be honest with you. Even though, even though I like it, I, it's just it's, it's not worth the aggro, I don't think. I think this is the first time I've heard about dandelion and burdock in years. Like It's still sold. You know, yeah. bars, the, the cola, the, the, mm. they make soft drinks, they, they call it DMB. DMB. It's sold, sold everywhere. It's dandelion and burdock. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I remember it being in big two-litre bottles and like plenty of people having it when I was younger. Really? Because I've not met anyone really? for a long time. Yeah. Oh God, I, I might have been a certain friend or whatever. I'd go to their house and they'd have like da- dandelion and burdock. And I remember should, it being quite nice. You should hold that friend dear and keep them close because they've got very good taste. <laughs> yeah. They've got impeccable taste. Are you, are you managing to find dandelion and burdock? I tried to buy some on the way here. Mm. Right, so I stopped in a couple of... Pe- I stopped at M&S. I stopped at a spa garage. Um, <laughs> and I was still I was still on time, by the way. I know I was late, but that was the part. New world place. time, yeah. Um, I, but no, we're selling it. I can't find it anywhere. Really? But I, don't, I know that bars make it. Corner shops. It's got to be corner shops. Yeah, I think you might be right. Okay. I can't yeah. bring myself to go in them. Dandelion <laughs> and Burdock. Okay. Matt, fortunately for you, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time and the other, your least favourite song. What are they and why? I, so I struggled again with the film because I don't, I don't, I don't, watch films that I hate right yes if I'm enjoying a, if I'm enjoying a film I'll leave it on if I don't like it I will just turn it off so I really struggled with the film um, the film I settled on was Predator Predator first one first one okay because Predator is one of those films where it's just like white noise right okay Okay. I must have watched Predator about 20 times I can never turn it off yes um, and it's always on late at night and I've always got something to get up for but I, I always just watch it to the end because people go on about what a great film it is Yeah. but I defy anyone other than Gid to the Chapa to tell me anything that really happens in that film. It's true, yeah. Okay, there's a fight between an alien. Yeah. It's it's just nothing really happens. All I can remember is that scene where like the alien's invisible in the trees. Yeah. That's like that only bit that sticks in my sure. mind. But I would get I would I could easily get that film mixed up with any sort of Rambo or any sort of film along the scene set in the jungle where there's a, a guerrilla warfare. Yes. I could easily oh was that not in Predator because there were people in it for a little while and then there was just Arnie on his own. I did, I just, it's more the fact that it keeps me up at night. Yes. Why is it always on TV? I don't know. 
They must have like a license for it really cheap. Yeah, it must be I mean? yeah, it must be one of those ones with no royalties left to pay now because it's just been on so many times. That's it, yeah. You only have to pay like four quid to put it on or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um yeah, I I and I the only thing I the only other thing I know about Predators, I remember seeing an interview with Arnie on a, one a, a, a chat show. Mm. Uh, and he he got asked about the get to the chopper quote. Mm. And he said that wasn't even his favourite quote. His favourite quote from the film was um, hang around or something like that where he'd hooked one of the um, I don't oh, remember yes, it yes do you no, remember I, it? I do vaguely remember it yeah why didn't you just hang around or why didn't you hang about or something and he puts him on a on a hook yes. yeah hangs him up yeah, yeah okay. apparently he he improvised that line and he was really proud of it and I was like that is the shittest improvised line in an action movie yeah. ever no one no one says hang around it's not a thing is it hang around yeah shit. awful film don't like it um yeah, it's weird, isn't it? That it's just on. I mean, I, I think I've only watched it the once, but I mean, maybe when it's on TV. I think you've got this really good power of uh, being able to switch a, a shit film off. Because, yeah. like, I will always watch them to the end. I'm just like, right, I'm just going to have to grin and bear this for the next hour and a half or whatever. Oh, I'm no. really bad at switching them off. I've walked out of cinemas before. I've paid £15 for a cinema ticket and, and left after 20 minutes going, no, nope, this is shit. I can't do it. I just can't do that. I did that in Star Wars, the latest one. Did you? Yeah. What one? What is whatever the new one is? Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't remember. Not a New Hope. There's another one since then, isn't there? I can't um, remember what it's called. Uh, Rogue One? No, newer. Uh, I think it was Rogue One. I walked out. Rogue of One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. Don't mm. get me wrong. But um, I have watched them. I watched them late in my life, so I don't have they don't have this special place in my heart like they do for some people. And I understand it if that is your thing. Mm. Um, but I went into Rogue One, saw twenty minutes of it, could see exactly what they were doing, could see it wasn't in the. It was covering a plot hole that wasn't a plot hole, and it was just yeah, you, you're yeah. forcing this stuff in now. So I'm okay, left. yes, okay, I can't do it over it. Yeah, okay, um, Predator. Yep. And what's going to be your song choice? Uh, so you should know, and I know I know you like your music. You should know I have mm. a terrible taste in music. Okay, okay, I'm notorious for it. Is it? Yeah, that's one of the reasons why on the radio show that I do, I'm not allowed to touch the playlist. Really? Yeah, I have a terrible taste in music. Um, but for that reason, my song choice is going to be "Say uh, La Vie." Say La Vie from Bewitched. Yeah. <laughs> Because again, I kind of feel like I'm cheating at this a little bit, but this was another song that I absolutely loved <laughs> yeah. as a kid. I think it came out in 1998, so I was 11, 12 years old. Right. And I was very impressionable. Like I said, I was a bit of a weird child. And I think it was actually the first record I ever bought. Right. Embarrassingly. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Every time you uh, get interviewed or anything for anything, if it comes onto music, what was the first record you ever bought? Say La Vie, Bewitched. Dead straight face. That's Honestly. That's I had the great. cassette, learnt all the words. Loved it. It done really well in the charts. It did, I thought, yeah. I thought it was a cool song. I thought I listened to the charts, thought yeah. that's a cool song. I learnt the words. I went into school. I got bullied beyond belief, James. <laughs> did you? Yes. Did you? Because I loved it. Everyone else was into hip-hop or whatever else. I come in going, say lovey. <laughs> I knew all the words. I can still remember some of them now. That's great, though. I won't prove it. <laughs> But it, it just it got it got stuck in my head, and I I got I got chucked into wheelie bins and told to blame it on the weatherman. <laughs> it just it was so horrible. Good. And I just think that that the, having that memory replayed over and over and over again while stuck on a desert island, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do it. <laughs> 
A tri- I actually went and saw one of their reunion gigs. No, well. you did. I did. Yeah. Was that recently? Uh, well, more recently than it should have done. I was in my twenties. <laughs> yeah, and there was only I think there was only two of them doing it. Yeah, it was in a nightclub in Southend. Two or three. Two out of three That's had reunions. So sad. I know, and they were still in all their denim. Oh, in the double denim. In the double denim, lip syncing to oh, say love and blame it on the weather, man. That's so sad. And I know now that that's but it's bad taste in music, but I you love it, and it's just scarred me for life. Um, there's a bit in that it says, "If I'd like my dad, yeah, <laughs> if I like my dad." Oh, well. I, I I had it to the point where <laughs> I had it to the point where I could listen along to the track, and I'd come in exactly at the right time. Nice. I ne- never missed a beat. <laughs> never missed a beat. That's so good. Never. Have you beat. ever done it in karaoke? No, I won't you do karaoke. Not. You won't do karaoke. No, no. Most karaoke lists don't even have it on there, in my experience. Really? I'll look for it. Yeah, I'll no. go for A17, 5, or Bewitch. They're my go to. No. Like, I know all the worst, those songs, so I'd be comfortable in You're karaoke. really showing your cards now. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's good. so it's bad. Really good. One of the guys at uh, Radio Essex, where I do my radio shows, mm. uh, Scott from Five. Amazing. Yeah, so he does like a dance party. Um, okay. like, on the weekends and I haven't met him yet because I'm too scared to meet him I, I would go all fanboy would you yeah <laughs> would you <laughs> really would. Really? I have both their albums did you yeah. both their albums both of them <laughs> I'm waiting for the greatest hits um, my sister was in the Bewitch fan club yeah yeah and Amazing. they sent you like badges and like information on the girls I don't know stuff like that oh, yeah. I'd love some information yeah. on the girls. I'd love to know their backstory if she if she can find it at home, I'm sure she'd let you have it. Oh, I'd love to see that. I really would. Apparently, that song was meant to be all about sex, but they were never let to mint on. Oh, really? Uh, never meant to let on about it. Yeah. Say la vie. I'm, I mean, I can't remember what the lyrics are. I wonder if you could remind me of some of the choice. <laughs> potentially. Hey, boy, sitting in your tree. Mum always wants you to come for tea. Don't be shy. Straighten up your tie. Get down from your treehouse sitting in the sky. It doesn't sound very sexy. Apparently that was about sex. <laughs> okay. Go figure. Do you notice I did that without looking at any notes as well? You that, was, that was just... That was you just, just looked into the I, middle distance <laughs> as you <laughs> pondered your future and your past. <laughs> um, okay, say la vie by Bewitched. Uh, anything else by Bewitched? No, literally, there was nothing else by Bewitched ever again, I don't think. Um, I'm, I'm, I've written Bewitched down, and I've done the little B-star witch. Ah, I know, yes, I know yes, the deal. Yeah, well done. Um, same with five as well. Five was spelled with a, the number five, then I-V-E, not with an F. Nice. Okay, it was a weird thing knowledge. about boy band or pop bands from that era doing that. Doing weird things with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't understand it. Pink does it now with an exclamation mark. It's a weird thing that you can get away with in, uh, in, in the pop world. Interesting. Okay. Um, just a quick note. Uh, what are you listen? What do you listen to now? What's your like? So we've spoken about old stuff. Like, what do you listen to about? What's your current in taste? Uh, I don't want to pick it apart. I like the way you give me credit and said taste, like it was actually a thing. Um, I, I, do you know what? I, I, I the people listen to music in cars. I listen to podcasts. I'm a huge fan of the uh, show. Okay. Listen, oh, yeah. thanks, mate. Right. Nice. Um, cheers. So yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts now. Mm. Um, okay. Ash's podcast this one if I'm going to listen to music uh, I'm quite enjoying the new Eminem album okay great that's a little bit of nostalgia because obviously being bullied because of Bewitched I got really angry as a child nice. Marshall Mathers LP come along well timed <laughs> So I'm enjoying his comeback at the Bleach moment. Bleach your hair, baggy clothes, I'm done. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Um, that was a really cl- compliment the podcast, and you don't have to speak so much about your current music taste. <laughs> I really like what you did there. Okay, uh, thank you very much, Matt. And finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? 
so it's definitely a bird. Okay. It's definitely some type of bird because I have a massive phobia of birds. Okay. I can't can't deal with it. What type of bird though? If if I need to be specific, I I struggle with because okay. it could be any with them. Okay. So I think the fear my fear of birds comes from when I was little. Mm. Oh, there, there's a there's a park in Southend called Trotwell Park, and it's got like several peacocks in a glass enclosure. What? Yeah, it's very strange. They're meant to be quite classy animals, but I remember when I was little, I went up to the glass enclosure, pressed my face right against it, looking at it because I was four or five years mm. old. And peacocks hiss when they get angry. And it was looking at me dead in the eye. It hissed and fanned out its feathers. <gasps> okay. And it did something to me deep that I've never been able to get over. And now, any look at any bird. Chickens tend to be the worst because they're all greasy and got their googly eyes. Um, I've been attacked by geese, swans, emus. Oh, Emus are terrible, horrific creatures. Prehistoric dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, I've seen I've seen a emu break into my tent where I was camping in Australia and swallow a bag of dried um, pasta that I had like for cooking whole, plastic included. <laughs> Did it? Horrific creatures. Um, oh so my god! It could be any of these birds, but the bird I'm going to go for is the magpie. Magpie. Magpies. Out of any of the horrific birds. They are the most dangerous animal in the world. Why? <laughs> well, Why? because you don't know, I don't know what to do with them. What do you mean? Well, all right, so everyone's heard of the rhyme, okay. right, with the magpies. Yeah. One for sorry, two yeah. for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six oh, for that, gold, that's okay. seven for a ticket, never to be so I think I've got that <laughs> yeah, right. I think you're right, yeah. Right, my problem is... What do you do if you see eight magpies? I don't know. I don't know. know what that means. I don't know whether that means Armageddon or whether I'm going to get a pot <laughs> yeah. of money. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Ten magpies, that's horrific, right? Uh, yeah. And I was driving down the road the other day. I saw a magpie on the left of me, a magpie on the right of me. I didn't know what, I didn't know whether that was one lot of sorrow or two lots of joy. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And what are you told you're supposed to do if you see a magpie? You're supposed to salute, right? Yes. So I was driving. I took both hands off the wheel. Salute with both hands. I crashed. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Game over. Game over. I did crash into a speed camera, so... <laughs> did you? A little bit of joy. Did you? A little bit of joy. Did yeah, you? I bumped into it, yeah. <laughs> That's great. But then on top of that... Oh, God, Sorry. Uh, no, no, go on, go on. On top of that, um, I think that I don't know whether it's a mixture of me now being vegan, so they sense that there's no fear, for, there's no fear of me now. Ah, okay. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to eat them. I'm not going to eat them. Mm. I actually got attacked in my own house by a magpie. It come down the chimney. I've got a log burner in my house. Okay. Come down the chimney. And it was in the log burner for a while, and I thought, okay. I was terrified, but I was like, it's safe in there. Can't get out. Yeah. It'll fly away. I was eating my Chinese dinner. <laughs> you just left it in I there. just left it in there for a little while. Watching it with one, one, one eye, thinking, it's, fine. it's safe. It can't get me. Rather be in there. Going to finish my dinner, call my girlfriend, cry for a little while, and then everything will be okay. It managed to break the back of my log burner. What? And I just saw his little head poke out <laughs> and turn and look at me. My, oh, that was it. My dinner was all over the wall and I ran out of the house and I shut the door. I locked my girlfriend in the house with it. <laughs> and it was just, it flew up against the, the, the kitchen window and it was just banging against it, trying to get out. Just going for you. It was just looking at me. I've got a film of it. I filmed it. <laughs> 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 it's a proof it. Just me shouting, going, get it out to my girlfriend. <laughs> She's going, I've got to open the door. I went to open the front door. She was, but it's at the back door. I wouldn't, <laughs> couldn't amazing. do it. It, it shat everywhere. <laughs> it did. Everywhere. <laughs> It was probably terrified. It was terrified. <laughs> you were terrified. I was terrified, mate. And I think because it couldn't hurt me, that's why it shit, it shit on the sofa, on my laptop. Oh. 
it, where it was covered in coal and it was flying around the house. My white ceilings were covered in coal marks, so I could. It was, yeah, it looked like it looked like the bird version of Pearl Harbor. It was probably getting it's probably getting its own back for you sitting there eating your dinner, watching it trapped in the log burner. I never invited it into right, my house. Right, have this. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so, my girlfriend, without hesitation, when she sees a magpie, says, "Hey, Mister Magpie, how's your missus?" Mm. I've, like before she started doing that, I'd never before I met her, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, and she just does it every time without hesitation. Hey, Miss Pearl, how's your missus? Just like that. Yeah, you're supposed to salute it and then ask it how its missus is. <laughs> I, I, when I got told it was a lot more for it was good morning, Mister Magpie. How's the wife and kids? But uh, you know, why, why not? It's 2018. Let's abbreviate a little bit. Uh, yeah. How do you? How, how, I want to know why every magpie you meet is a man. Okay. Or, a, or a married man. It's true. There's never a gay magpie. There's never a <laughs> female magpie. How? Why do we assume every single one of them is married with kids? You're right. <laughs> why is it? It's not very forward thinking, is it? It's not. No. Maybe we need to get this overturned. And I think the fact that <laughs> overturned. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, stop what you're doing. <laughs> We've got it all wrong. Let's put it to a public vote. Maybe, see if we can make the right choice. <laughs> maybe you maybe you need to salute half the time and curt- curtsy the other half. Yes. Just to even it up a little bit. Yes. Or, well, like you were saying, if you get to seven, then if you get to eight, I think you should be able to cut it up however best suits you. So it's one for sorrow, two for joy. You could just be four times of joy, right? Yeah, that would be nice. Let's <laughs> just do that. Yeah. Or just one, maybe rather than one being sorrow, one just being a little bit of joy. Yeah, okay. I think we, we, we've put this evil persona on magpies, but they, to be fair, they have run with it. I right. think they are definitely evil. Okay, magpies. Um, I also hate birds, so I'm, I'm in. They're terrifying. Oh, we should go for a pint. We should. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm well up for this. I've lost rounds of golf because I've been I, I've hit my ball too close to a lake where there have been geese there in in the springtime, and I refuse to go anywhere near my not ball. Having it. I'll walk to the other side of the course and drop from there. Yeah. And people are saying, "Well, you're not you, you're not supposed to drop anyway because you can still see your ball." I went, "Look, I'll lose three, four, five shots. I don't care. I'm not going anywhere near it." <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. Add twenty shots. I'm not going near <laughs> yeah, it. No <laughs> yeah, way. Okay. Um, okay, um, birds, magpies. Matt, thank you so much for coming in. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having it's me. It's been James. a real laugh, Matt. Um, if people want to hear more from you, where can they hear you? Uh, well, uh, I, I'm gigging all the time, uh, yeah. so check out my Twitter feed or my Instagram uh, to see where I'm gigging next. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I also do a radio show uh, on Radio Essex, yeah. Um, which I probably should know the frequency off the top of my head for yeah. that. So I'm going to Google that very, very quickly while I'm talking to you. Yes, um, I do a, a radio show on Radio Essex every Saturday called Soccer PM uh, because. Uh, uh, we're from Essex, and that is the most Essex football name show ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're on one hundred five point one or one hundred seven point seven FM uh, or online as well. Go online, um, that's great. Yeah, so all the hit musics, go updates from all the big games, and we also cover a lot of the local teams as well around Essex. So it's you know Ryman. Um, National League South and all those competitions as well. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they sort of uh, get a bit of exposure they don't normally get. That's great. And if and, and so you're gigging as well. You're gigging all over, or yeah, all over the country. Yeah, wherever wherever we'll have me, James. Yeah. And, and so people can go to your Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's just at Matt Adlington. Nice. You got your name. You got my name. I, did, I never Ooh. used to, but yeah. So I think I think someone stopped using Twitter, or they're no longer with us. So I, I got the name back. I got in. Nice. <laughs> that's great. Okay. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you very much. Thank you. 